The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, the Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Want to thank uh, sponsors LTN Global, which offers innovative TV production services that help racetracks raise their profile, bringing all the TV tricks they've learned from other sports to our wonderful sport of horse racing. LTN is a technology and production company that is helping racetracks create and distribute content at a high quality and a good value. And LTN offers distribution services to get tracks seen in more online and offline spaces than ever before. You can visit ltnglobal.com to learn more. God, you're good at that. I can read. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome, everybody, to the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. I'm joined as I am every week and for the past, I don't know how many years and episodes, Michelle Yu. <laughs> hey, I went on the other day, Michelle, and I found all our old episodes. They are available Yay! on iTunes. Uh, iTunes, if you search Owner's Box or Horse Ownership Experience, the all those episodes are there. So if you're listening to the show and you want to go back in time and, and hear some of our earlier work. There's some great interviews on there. I was thinking um, Garrett O'Rourke is on there from Judmont. Uh, remember David and Gordo had a great uh, pod. There's a Bradley lot of Weisboard's yeah Bradley Bradley Saul. Uh, it was it, we we've done a lot. We we've had a lot of people on the show. A lot of great people and a lot of great advice for those of you um, thinking about getting into the game and just hearing all these stories. So uh, check that out. Obviously, we are on in the Money Media Podcast Network. I did a show with Pete over the weekend, Michelle. I don't know if you heard it. It was the early pick five on Sunday, and both my horses lost by a nose. Oh, you stink. Oh, do I stink? 18 you, seconds. Terrible. 18 seconds. Oh. oh what am I going to do? What do you do when you got a bad bout of seconditis? Change your handicapping angle. Michelle, I'm not talking. These are my horses that ran second. Not, oh. not the handicapping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the handicapping would be easy. I'm talking about my actual, our actual horses, the little red Drop them horses. in class. Huh? Drop them in class. They lost by a nose. Drop them in class anyways. Oh, look at you. Who are you? Who, how be aggressive, you? Billy. I, I, am, I was aggressive. two to five be, and four be. to five. I'm I can't sorry. Be more aggressive. Rip City was taking a class hike, wasn't he? He was yes, definitely he was. not taking a class drop. So he, don't say you're dropping in class. You're ridiculous. No, I didn't say I was dropping. You're asking me to drop. Why would I yeah, drop him now I after did. he lost by a nose? No, I, that wasn't win. what I said. I said, I, why would I need a drop in class when I just lost by a nose? Oh, why would I need? That's okay. what I said. Are we, uh, is this, are we in fighting moods today? Because guarantee a win. We're in a f that was rude. I just accidentally hit the call recorder stop, so we had to start over. Not um, over, but. Yeah, we're back. We were fighting anyway. You're hot. Are you in a bad mood? I'm hot. I'm hot too. Oh, I hate being hot. There's like nothing worse than being hot. Yeah. No, I agree. I would much rather be cold than hot. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure people Preach. are dying right now. We have no guests today. We had a late cancellation, and so Michelle and I are going to vamp. And uh, Michelle, we're going to get to three things of note first. So I will let you take it away. I will chime in, and then we're just going to vamp on some ideas that you had about uh, out-of-state claiming or looking for claiming horses and bring them Bas- into the I'm ship and win I'm going to basically program. interview you okay. about this because as we're getting closer to Del Mar, where there's a big ship and win bonus, and Santa Anita has um, been really gracious with their um, Sunshine bonus program as well, I think we should really dive into what it takes to get a horse from out of town and bring them into California. I liked it. I like it. Okay. And we'll do it right after three things of note. So here we go. Where are we starting? Okay. First thing is, um, well, it's about jockeys. <laughs> yeah. First, the jockeys at Mammoth Park are not happy with the whole whip situation, and they are pretty much talking about striking. Well, Mammoth has come out, and they have said, if you strike – we might either just tell you you can't come here anymore for the meet, or we might sue you for mm. the loss of uh, revenue. Interesting. Now, Monmouth did take entries today, right? Mm-hmm. And there were jockeys in there. Only I, th- I believe I read there were 14 jockeys in there. Is that correct? They said they have enough riders to cover the horses on the card. Interesting. So the ones who didn't go today, are they out? They haven't they haven't said for sure yet, right? They're kind of like they're kind of like throwing threats out there a little bit and kind of trying to I don't know I don't know what's going on. I obviously don't talk for Mammoth. I don't speak for Mammoth. I don't talk to Mammoth. Um, but we're watching on the outside, looking in, right? Like the riders aren't happy with it, and it's it's just I don't know. About I'm the reading situation. I'm reading the Pollock report. Report, uh, from today, five twenty-five at twelve twenty-nine p.m. and the title of it is "quote The rule is not changing. Monmouth threatens to ban jockeys who refuse mounts on opening day." So there okay. you go. Okay. Huh. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. That's a good good uh, note. So good note. How do you feel, how do you feel about the ru- wait, that, Michelle? Right? Before you go on, what's your kind of overall assessment of all the whip rules? Like, if you if you were if you were a commissioner of horse racing, what what and you could say this is the whip rule. This is how we're going to do it from now on. It is this. Go. Um, you could you should be able to unlimited whip underhand strikes and you can do your six over the shoulders. I've I don't I mean mom is taking it to an extreme, right? No whips with the exception of safety. That's a very sketchy line. And a lot of times horses need that. You want to know one of the reasons that Rombauer won the Preakness so big? It's because at the three-eighths pole, Flavian was like, I can whip this horse and whip the snot out of him early. Not having to worry about right. saving one whip or two whips for the end and counting on that. You know I, what I, I mean? I understand. And as a horse racing purist, I understand. Right. I believe uh, my sense is, and tell me if I'm wrong, uh, it, this is more of a public perception thing than anything else that we are we are appeasing Abusing. to the masses yes. because yes. whipping a horse is considered some type of animal abuse right, right. is that right. that's what we're doing right mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. I, I mean i i think that you know sure do you need to hit a horse 37 times in the stretch no absolutely you don't, not. right absolutely right. not but if you this horse needs a tap or two to get going um, and then he needs, you know, he needs to be finished on and you're neck and neck and everything. And one whip can definitely make a difference down the lane. And sometimes you can't get it as an owner's, you know, perspective. You're just like, Oh, and look at you buy these babies at the sale that are going to the two-year-old and training sales and they whip them 10 times to get them to start boom, 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 boom. And that's like their cue to go. Can you do the and boom, then you boom, get boom, them boom, here. boom, boom again? 
boom, 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 boom. I love that. And then you get him to the track and you're like, oh, but don't whip him. Well, how does that horse know to go? That's how he's been taught his whole life. That means go. Yeah, it is interesting. There is a, it, it seems to me there is a, a fine line um, right. between sportsmanship and, and, and abuse. And right? competitiveness. And competitiveness. Oh. That's that's good. And I, and I think, um, you know, listen. I think you and I probably, you know, on the on the broad scale of how much we love horses, we're probably very high, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never once like thought my jockey was abusing my horse. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like I've never thought right. like, oh my god, don't hit him again. Like I don't. Right. And I so I but I but on the same time I understand public perception. I understand trying to grow the game. I understand right. what we're doing in our society right now. And whipping is just not a great look. And so I get it. And it, it you're right. It, it's a I, I mean, I might have been right. I said it's a fine line. And I think you're right, too. But it's it's a very difficult thing. And and I think I think where we went wrong as a as a sport is what we always do wrong. And that is get React everybody very quickly without thinking. Yes. Get everybody together. Bring the jockeys, uh, Mike Smith and John Velasquez, and these veteran guys into a room with the jockey club, with the whoever, uh, the jockey club, the jockey guild, and all of the muckety mucks, okay, <laughs> at the tracks, in the at the breeders, everybody. The ha- bring a bring a handicapper in there too, a player, because mm-hmm. the players always get you know. Bring the ownership groups, bring a players, and sit around and say, okay, guys, here's the problem. Let's all fix it together and come up with one way to go. And I just don't so, understand why we can't do that. Can you explain that? We can't that? do that. And I wish we, no. We need to do that in a lot of aspects and we don't. I agree. Okay. Well, we'll move on. Because I, I mean, I ride, a, I ride horses every day. I never, I rode my pony today in a, in a halter and a lead line and I had a whip in my hand. Yeah. Just in case. Of course. Because you know what? When he doesn't want to go through the gate and he's trying to go sideways, you know what he gets? A tap on the shoulder. That's a reminder. You're not hurting the horse. No. It's, these whips. My children hit each other all day long with the whips. Listen, they do not hurt. I don't want to get into your personal business. Okay. Sorry. Um, on the all show right. here about you hitting your children. This will, someone Ch- will pull no, this I out. said my children hit each other. I did oh, not say I, I hit I thought children. you said something about like, no, your husband. No, no, no. Now, what about you and Ryan? You guys? No. No. No, we're not going to. Okay. Gonna you're so wrong back to jockeys uh belmont rider swaps have been going on point number so, two belmont this is rider point number swaps. two we have to do like some kind of uh, cool Lavian intro pratt will not ride preakness winner rambauer instead he is going to ride hot rod charlie do you agree with so, his decision michelle well i'm sure that sure if he thinks that that's a better horse all for it um, you know, it's, I'm sure it's crappy to jump off the horse that you just won a big race on, but we don't know. There could have been a prior commitment. And actually, I don't remember who it was this weekend, Millie or Zoe asked Doug point blank. Was there a prior commitment that led to Flavian getting off of Rombauer? And Doug was like, uh, I don't exactly know, but I'm glad he's on my horse. So he, he was kind of evasive on it. Right. Um, and then did he say like, Hey, it's our turn. Our guy. <laughs> something Sorry. like that that was my Doug so O'Neill we, impression we are never going to know maybe the true story about how he ends up on Hot Rod Charlie we, but maybe he just genuinely thinks he's the better horse and sometimes you have to make tough decisions right we could call Bill Strauss and ask him I mean how many times do owners deal with the rider Bill does trust Bill me does? Oh, oh send yeah. him a text I'll send him a text um, no. I, I think I not? think you're right 
I think you're right. I don't think there was a, a, a any preordained uh, agreement for mm-hmm. Pratt to ride Hot Rod Charlie. I think he chose Hot Rod Charlie, and I think okay. it's simple as that. I don't think we. I think we're making too big of a deal of it, and it happens all the time, as you said. There are tough decisions to be made, especially when you're riding the way Pratt is. And I think I brought this up on the show last week, Michelle. I'm just so pleased that he's getting the recognition on the national level, and you know, mm-hmm. the ride on domestic spending on Derby Day and and du jour, and I. I mean, Pratt can ride with these guys, and uh, when I say these guys, I mean the best. And I'm really happy for him. He's a, he's a good guy. He gives me a lot of shit uh, constantly, and uh, which I also like. Kind of like you. Kind of like how you just like rubbing on me. So um, Pratt does that. Rispoli does that. And uh, these guys are good guys. And I, I'm glad for Pratt. And I and I'm I'm rooting for Hot Rod. Hot Rod. And listen, we have good karma no matter what on our show. We had Hot Rod. We had Ron Bauer. We have essential qualities coming back. The 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 uh, Belmont should be a great race, don't you think? Yep, yep. And also, uh, Mike Smith is going to be riding Rebels Romance, the horse that's coming over from uh, Dubai. Okay. That skipped the Kentucky Derby. Good, good. For Charlie Appleby. Good. And also, um, Johnny V is going to be taking over on Ron Bauer. So why not? I mean, Johnny V won the Kentucky Derby this year. He won the Kentucky Derby last year. He won the Belmont a couple years back. He has taken over mounts in the Belmont and won. I believe that happened on Union Rags, if I'm not mistaken. It happened on Animal so, Kingdom in the Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Belmont specifically, I know you but were. I know you were. yes, I, I mean Johnny V little... is a, and that's Johnny V's home track, right? He's in all in all honesty, if uh, Ron Bauer was going to get spun at the draw, they could have done a lot worse than picking up Johnny V. Absolutely, I agree. So I agree with a lot of things you say, Michelle. Do you notice that? Well, Billy, I make good points. What can I say? You do. Okay. What's right. point number oh, three? Did you see, by the way? Oh, I have what? I have a three point five. Okay. Things of note. Okay. Um, we had two hundred and fifty thousand dollar claimers this weekend in California. We did. And Nimbo Stratus was picked up off the claim for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, making her the most expensive horse to be claimed in California ever. That's pretty cool. Right. I think it was by Leonard Powell, maybe his Leo wife. Leo Powell for his wife. Mm-hmm. He had to have a client to do that, right? Maybe it was just him. Uh, all right. Well, I think I think I read something today that she's going to run in the uh, San Clemente, which is also the spot of glo- going global. Who was really Oof. impressive the other day, winning for Phil D'Amato and that a team of owners, insane. including Netwig. Uh, uh, he had a great day, by the way. He was owner of like two or three winners. Yeah, on he Sunday. had a good day. He had a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, you should get. Have you seen him on our show? Has he been on our show? Yes. Oh, okay. We had them. It's, we've had so many people. I need to go back and find my list. Got to get your list. All right. So I thought that it was very important to talk about the whole out-of-town claiming aspect. Wait, so wait, wait. I, you didn't do point three. That was – no, that was point three. It was jockeys, jockeys at Monmouth, and our big weekend. Did we talk about the big weekend? Did we talk about the big weekend at San Anita? Hello. Oh, my gosh. I guess we didn't. I told you. It's hot. I'm not having a good day. That's okay. Um, Many, so, many grade ones on tap. Point three. Many, many grade ones on tap. We are racing on Monday, Memorial Day, this week at Santa Anita. So a four-day racing weekend. I know everybody's looking forward to that. And we have three grade ones highlighted by the Gold Cup. Hollywood Gold Cup, 300,000 mile and a quarter on the dirt. Then you have the Shoemaker Mile, 300,000. Which I love. That is one of my favorite races, Which by one? The, way. the Shoemaker? The Shoemaker Mile. Yeah, mine too. We won it once. 
Just you know. Uh, and the gamely for the older Phillies and Mares, three hundred thousand grade one on the turf. You want to make some predictions? Sure. Actually, the whole weekend's really good. Just I'm gonna back it up real quick. On Saturday, we've got the Triple Ben, the Whittingham, and the Daytona, and then I was on... backing it up. <laughs> Saturday, the Summertime <laughs> Oaks, and then on Sunday or on Monday, excuse me, the the three grade ones that we were talking about. So it's gonna be. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, I it looks feel like, like the Gold Cup is a is a rematch between Country Grammar and Royal Ship, who ran one two in the California. And Royal Ship came out on top. Is Express Train running there? I have no idea. Okay, because he he might be tough in there. Uh, Tis a magician comes. Is Tis back. a magician going to run? I believe yeah. so. He ran in the Tokyo City, so that should be a really good race. Then you have in the Shoemaker. Who do you have in the Shoemaker, Michelle? Uh, it's a small I have no field. Idea who's running the shoemaker. You know who you have? I'll tell you. You have Restrained Vengeance. You have Smooth mm-hmm. Like Straight, one of your favorite horses. Whisper Not. And I think Phil D'Amato is going to run Say the Word. Is he's not even? Is he nominated? He's not nominated. No, he's not nominated. So he's going to pay the late fee. Oh, maybe. maybe. That by the way, this is a Breeders' Cup win in your in race. He should run Charmaine's Mia. I think he's running Charmaine's Mia in the gamely. Oh, so well, and the I mean, gamely will feature in the shoemaker, Charmaine's Mia, Dog Tag, Going to Vegas, ha, uh, Juliet Foxtrot for Bad Cox, Keeper of the Stars. I heard Las Signaris coming in for Brendan Walsh, Maxim Wright, Red Lark, former Grade One winner of the Great. Uh, You're not going to run Raymundo. Don't know where we're going to run Raymundo, Michelle. It's okay. been a. We spent a lot of time this morning. We are actually considering her for the shoemaker. I mean, I I feel like one of Phil's. Good Philly should run in the Shoemaker. Me too. Maybe we will. I'm going to tell Phil. I'm going to tell Phil it was Michelle's idea. <laughs> so um, that should be a great day. Is Mike McCarthy going to run Crossfire Hurricane? Uh, I think he's running Crossfire Hurricane in the Whittingham. Oh, okay. And the Whittingham's going to be, you know, the Whittingham's the rematch. We're calling it the rematch. I mean, I'm calling it the rematch. Probably no one else is. You're calling it the rematch. Yeah. Do you, who, are you going to make a prediction? Red King. Prediction. Pain. Acclimate. <laughs> award winner, possibly. Uh, Crossfire Hurricane. Maybe North County Guy. Red King. United. I like it. I got your horse right then. Yeah, you did. The King. Red King. <laughs> okay, great weekend at San Anita. All right, Michelle. Now we can talk. You know what we do? Let's take a quick break so we can do something for the sponsors, and then we will come right back with Michelle's brilliant idea. I'm here with Travis White from TaylorMade Stallions. And Travis, what an exciting time for TaylorMade sales. Oh, things are going really good right now, Billy. Uh, Midnight Storm wrapped up a great sale down at OBS. Uh, not this time, just continues to uh, produce runners uh, week after week. Uh, and in the sales, he still continues to do very well. And M. Shawwash is represented by his first starter in the Kentucky Derby this year. Travis, we still have time to get your mares booked. Who do they call? You can call me anytime. My cell phone number is 859-396-3508 or feel free to email me at tywhite at taylormadestallions.com. Exciting times ahead for all the TaylorMade Stallions. All right, back here on the Owner's Box. And Michelle, since we had a late cancellation, came up with an idea to talk about the claiming game because we don't, you know, we do talk about it, but we don't talk about it that often. Michelle, uh, obviously... Delmar has an incredible program going on this summer. Do you know the exact details of the program? 
Um, I can pull them up to be exact, but I believe it's, it's basically the, the ship and win program and they have expanded on it again, um, which they do pretty much every year. They make it a little bit bigger, a little bit more enticing for people. So, um, what it is, is you get a $4,000 check for any starter that is coming in to California who has not run in California in the last year. Now that includes stakes races. Then there is a 50% purse bonus to the horse's purse earnings for every dirt start of the summer meet. That used to be just their first start. Now it's every start of the summer meet, excluding stakes races. Right, so stop there, Michelle, real quick. So that what that okay. means is if you bring a horse in and you run for 40000 and your horse gets claimed, as an owner, you still get your 50% bonus on the next race that horse runs in Correct. at Del Mar this summer. So I think that's a big, big point. Okay, go. So the purse for a $40,000 claimer should be 47000 With the ship and win dirt bonus, that purse is now $70,500 um, for a ship and win horse. Okay. So we also do the same thing on turf, except it's a 40% bonus, um, not a 50% bonus. Again, excluding stakes races. And you have to finish first through fifth. Um, also, they if you have a horse that ships into Santa Anita, this is like the key point. Right before it was yeah. like you had to start your horse at Del Mar. Um, if you ship your horse into Santa Anita and you start in May or you start in June at Santa Anita, your horse is still considered a ship and win. They can make two starts at Santa Anita. So you can start it once in May, once in June, once in May, but whatever. Um, and you can... And you can still consider them a ship and win horse for Del Mar, which is huge. Yeah, I think it's big. And I think it's great to see Sanity and Del Mar working together. I have to say, I had dinner with uh, David Jerkins and Chris Murs when they were in Lexington uh, last week, I think, or the week before. I can't even remember my week. Can't get my week straight. And um, we had a really nice time. We talked about a lot of ideas. And it's nice, again, just to reiterate um, – San Anita and Delmar for years were, I don't want to say enemies, but they didn't really help each other, right? Um, and I think i think the relationship between Chris and David and, and the, the Stronach group and the Delmar crew led by Josh Rubenstein, uh, I think they're, they're, they're really in communication. It's probably uh, the TOC is helping. I'll give Gary some credit um, to, to make sure that they're actually talking to each other. They're working together to increase our horse population here in Southern California. So, and um, Billy Billy's soapbox is brought to you by <laughs> Dial Santa Anita's sh Sunshine <laughs> Bonus. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, so you're going to interview me. Why people want to come? I'm going to. How? How do we? Okay. So now I see this. Right. I get this <clears throat> list. I yeah. see that you know, uh, sixteen thousand non-winners of two are running for thirty-seven thousand dollars with this. So yeah. I want to find myself a cheap horse with conditions. How? How? Where do I go? Lots and lots of research. Um, there, there's, there's several ways to do it. Um, number one, the, the probably the easiest way is to find yourself a bloodstock agent. Uh, you could. But you, Billy, yes. I thought bloodstock agents were for sales only. Absolutely not. In fact, we have many that that pitch us horses all the time on a weekly basis. There are guys out there. Um, I'll give you an example. One of the good guys I just talked to him today is a guy named Jeff Macker. Uh, he does a lot of private purchases. He's really in the know on a lot of horses. And if you find someone that that has a lot of connections, that's one way you can go um, is to say, hey, I'm looking for these kinds of horses. Keep me in mind if you see anything. Usually those guys will work on a 5% commission. Uh, obviously, as people have said on our show for the past six years, find someone you can trust. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing about um, the nice thing about private purchasing this way is that you do get to vet. Now, what I will say is when you're vetting horses at a, at lower levels, whether it's twenty thousand to fifty thousand, you know, a lot of these horses are going to have issues, right, Michelle? I mean, right. The, this you're not you're not at a two year old sale where horses are or a yearling sale where horses haven't done much. I mean, a lot of these horses have been running, and so. I think what it's really important in that case is that your bloodstock agent and whatever vet you use and the trainer you're going to go to. So let's say we were going to use Ryan Hansen, get together and talk about the horse's issues before you actually pull the trigger. Now, it's so it's nice to vet. But what I'm saying is don't be surprised at some of the things you might find. You might find mm-hmm. a horse that's had uh, an old chip in his ankle. And the horse, it, you know, your vet says it's old and your trainer says, yeah, you know what? It looks like it's old. It's probably been there for the last three or four starts. You know, I think we can at least get a couple of starts in at Delmar. Okay, you might take the risk then. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are other things and other injuries that you have to say um, to yourself, you know, uh, is this worth the risk? Now, for 16000 it might be worth the risk. For 50000 it might not. So mm-hmm. really be with the pe- the people that you are in discussions with and you are going to work with, your bloodstock agent, your trainer, your vet. You guys really have to be all on the same page because you, what you don't want to have happen is uh, you know, you, you, you spend $50,000 on a horse, you ship them all the way out to Del Mar, and that horse, the, the, the problem you know, reasserts itself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that does happen. Um, so I think just take that, that, that's one way to go. And when you go that way, you're going to have more information. The obvious, but yes, go ahead. You're going to pay, you're going to pay more for the more information, right? I mean, what, yes. what's the going rate? Just say, I'm looking at a horse that's a 16 non two. I'm obviously not walking up to you privately buying him and spending $16,000. Right. Well, you know, yes and no, Michelle, you might, that same horse, the guy, uh, he just ran for 10. And you might be able to get them for twelve fifty, you know, or you know that guy ran for twenty, and you might you might say with all the money that you can make from the ship and win, I'm willing to pay twenty to run them mm-hmm. in a sixteen on two life. So before you do that, you know, and when you're doing that, the Delmar condition book is out, so you can start looking for races and looking for spots and looking for those kinds of horses. I just happen to have it out right now on opening day. Uh, the tenth race is a claiming race, six and a half furlongs. It's a twenty thousand dollar claiming race. So there's mm-hmm. a race for you right there on the dirt for three year olds and up, which had never won th- uh, three races. So it's a it's mm-hmm. a kind of a restricted claiming race. So there's a horse. Now, how do you go find that horse? Well, that's what you tell your bloodstock agent now. Or there are plenty of claiming races all over the country right now. Whether it's a church, where are the best tracks that to claim from that horses are competitive in Southern California because. We constantly, Billy, say West is best. Yeah, West is best. I mean, people know that. If you're listening to the show and you don't think that, we well, might as well just turn us off now. But <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, but there are races every day somewhere where these types of horses are running, especially at the lower levels. So now, is claiming a little bit more di- um, dangerous than I'll say dangerous than running? Uh, than buying something privately after the horses run or in between races? Absolutely, because you you do not get to vet. You are hoping that the horse is okay. Now, several places also have rules, like we have in Southern California, where claims can be voided if the horse is unsound or mm-hmm. bled through uh, the nostrils. Or well, I, don't, I don't actually know all the incidences that can cause a return of claim, but... 
obviously it's more it's more dangerous but if you do it that way you you are going to need even more people because you're going to have to have a claim uh, a trainer at that particular track let's just say it's churchill uh who is willing to claim it on your behalf and then transfer it out to whatever trainer you're using here or maybe look for a trainer who possibly is starting a, a west coast string and if they claim a bunch of horses they might bring them out here for the summer i know one i know some people who are doing that right now mm-hmm. um and that's that's a very that's a uh, it, it's quick it's easy but but there's so many steps that have to go into it michelle you got to have your money in the account you have to have whoever's claiming to be your authorized agent uh, so would you have them claim as you as an owner um or would you just have them claim for themselves and then like buy quote unquote the horse off of them well i would do it the right way i always like doing things the right way so i mm-hmm. would set it up i would call somebody who i was friendly with um well uh, for example um if you wanted to use phil damato here in southern california mm-hmm. okay um josh flores who's phil's top assistant is actually at churchill downs so in that case i would say to phil hey we're looking at this horse on friday at churchill i have money in my paymaster account we're going to claim it. We'd like to claim it. Take a look at the horse. Have Josh go look at the horse. So there's a team aspect. And it's the we've talked about this a lot on the show. It's the relationships you have and you've built over time. That what are if you don't you have a situation. relationship somewhere with another person? Then you need to email Billy at LittleRedFeather.com <laughs> or Michelle, the Michelle you at gmail.com or whatever your email is. I don't know what it is. That's not Michelle's email. Um, you need to reach out. You need to reach out to your local organization. To um, You need to find uh, a website that has a trainer that is respectable and that you know, or you need to talk to people to get someone to help you do this because mm-hmm. you will be lost if you just say, I'm just going to randomly claim a horse at Churchill Downs. It's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, this, is, this is when you really need to get involved and you need to start interviewing people. And if you're serious about it, I mean, we had the Rombauer guys um on our show last week mm-hmm. right john and diane john and diane and john started claiming horses uh and he started very small and there's no reason that someone out there who's thinking about getting into horses couldn't start right now you have enough time it's the end of may uh delmar starts on friday july 16th you got plenty of time to go find a horse or two let me just throw this at you go ahead yeah the bottom level at delmar is eight thousand dollar claimers that purse is generally twenty three thousand dollars including the ship and win bonus, they run for $34,000. Yep. Find a good $8,000 claimer. If you can find a horse to win there. You know, and here's the other thing, Michelle, and we, we've talked about this before when the whole Oaklawn thing was with all the big purses. Yeah. You still need to win the race. Uh, I think people just look at the purse and say, whoa, look at how big these purses. Well, you still have a horse. That you run six. That's not going to do you any good. Right. So um, I would suspect that you are going to see a lot of horses dropping in class at Del Mar to try to get these big purses. Mm-hmm. And if you're, listen, if you're not interested in the ship and win, I would say a great time to claim at Del Mar is probably the first two weeks of the meet. Right. 100% um, when everybody's dropping. Well, not only are they dropping, but the out-of-towners that are coming in they know that even if they're claimed, they're still going to be making money the rest of the meet. So mm-hmm. in essence, they they don't mind if you're getting cl- if they're getting claimed. Whereas, so if you don't mind you're getting claimed and you're willing to risk a horse, let's say you buy a horse for for thirty two. I don't know why I said thirty two. Let's say twenty five. It's an easier number. Let's say you buy a horse for twenty five thousand privately. You send the horse out here, um, and you run that horse for like you said sixteen non two non three life. 
So you're you're looking at if the horse gets claimed, forget about purses or anything, uh, except you do get the four thousand dollar check. So instead of being nine thousand down, you're now five thousand down, right? But you win that purse, and then also your horse runs two more times at Del Mar, and let's say wins and comes second, you're 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 gonna you're gonna be in the black, right? And I think that's the that's the premise of the ship and win. Okay, um, what tracks do you think are the most successful tracks to ship from? I, you know what? I don't have. I don't necessarily have the statistics. Um, uh, everything that I'm saying right now is just kind of gut feel and off the top of my head. I would say Churchill for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say Belmont in mm-hmm. New York if you can get a horse from Belmont. Monmouth just started. I don't know why you couldn't. You know, uh, find a horse at Monmouth. I'm always leery of the horses at parks. I'm just looking for ho- the, the racetracks that are open right now. Um, I think Tampa just finished. Um, Tampa looking- this late in the meet. I'm always leery of Tampa this late in the meet. Yeah. And I'm always uh, like people when they talk about Oaklawn, when it's talking about Oaklawn, like after all the people leave, the stock is definitely not as good. Yeah. I, I'm probably missing something. Uh, like Pimlico, I, I would be fine. Laurel. Um, I know uh, you like Laurel. You've bought, you've bought like a couple Laurel. horses out of Laurel. I like Laurel, absolutely. Um, I think the key, you know, look, when you're talking circuit for circuit, and you're, you know, you want to look if you can at places like Churchill Downs and Belmont. I'd say we're the, mm-hmm. are the two top top tracks that you know people are running their horses aggressively. Um, we were we tried to claim two horses the other day. We got one. We won a four way shake and an eight way shake. So just because you like a horse and you're going to claim it doesn't mean you're going to get that horse. We've talked right. about this before on the show, especially if the horse is semi obvious, which I don't personally like to claim the semi-obvious ones because you always do end up shaking. And if there's too obvious, uh, it's just for me, I like to try to be creative uh, right. with, with our claims and try to find horses that not necessarily everybody's on. I think that's, that's kind of, it's kind of just my theory. A lot of people wouldn't like it. Like if you're just getting into the game and you want kind of the, I sure thing is not it, but the easy way, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. claim this horse that's three to five that just dominates and you know, is going to win. And yeah, th- those are the easy ones. That's when you're going to be in the 10 and 12 way shakes. It's the ones that are eight to one on the morning line that you see something. And one of the things we always look at Michelle is what can we do differently? And so mm-hmm. we talk about surface, uh, was this horse running on dirt and now we want to try turf. Um, we did that with a horse at in Southern California a couple weeks ago named Twirling Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that horse he's by he's by Twirling Candy and had never been tried on the grass. And we just said, we got to take a shot. We got to just right. try this horse on the grass. He ran dead last, so it didn't work. <laughs> it was a genius move. It was it was, it was, it was, it was a, so smart. Right. It was a brilliant. We we really felt good about it, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work. So, but though like surface, um, that's number one. Distance, number two. This horse has constantly been sprinting. He's never been stretched out, mm-hmm. you know, or he's always been going routing. Maybe he's a sprinter. Those those are kind of the two things that really uh, we look at as far as um, where we can do, like I said, do something different. Not, And that's where you can try to get value with a horse. Um, maybe the horse has never worn blinkers. I'm just throwing out different things that you could actually mm-hmm. change equipment-wise on a horse. Maybe, and with all due respect to some of the trainers out there, um, you know, if a guy is one for his last 96, um, you know, and now I'm going to, I keep using Ryan Hansen just because I know how much you love him. Uh, you know, Ryan, maybe Ryan can move that horse up. 
you know, there's, there's all kind that's that we call that trainer move up. And, mm-hmm. and with that, again, with all due respect, I said that first. So, um, I, I think there's a lot of ways to kind of go about it, especially in the claiming game, uh, rather than the private purchases that we were talking about before. What additional costs are incurred if you go this angle and you claim or buy a house out of town? Well, it's your standard shipping. Um, usually, you could get a van for fifteen to eighteen hundred. Yeah, say, I was going to say fifteen to twenty-two hundred. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, you can get a van. Um, you're obviously going to have your standard training rates. So, but you're going to have that nice four thousand dollar check in your pocket when you mm-hmm. run. So that can offset some of that stuff. So I wouldn't say it's anything crazy, Michelle. I believe everybody's different as far as a, a trainer's fees. There are some as low as what eighty dollars, and some as high as one hundred and ten dollars on on at least in the Southern California circuit. When I say that per day, um, and then you're talking about vet bills, obviously, and each trainer's different in that regards too. Some, but I think all, all, that's like all encompassing with like any yeah. horse that you get. Right. I'm just kind of speaking of if you're doing the buy a horse out of town. I so, think, I don't know. I think I just have, the van. I don't really have horses with Phil and I call Phil and I'm like, I want to claim this horse at Churchill. Right. So he claims the horse for me. What extra cost do I have that's different than if I had just claimed yeah, it in I California? Don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We don't normally go uh, that route. So I don't know if you'd have mm-hmm. to give the guy claiming your horse like 5% a commission mm-hmm. for helping you out or some kind of tip. I, I think the I, fee is normally a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. Yeah. To I mean, claim him and keep him for the night and then figure something out. Right. Now there are also rules to claiming out of town because a lot of places have their own claim house rules. house rules where you can't just take a horse out of their jurisdiction and run someplace else. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure that before you're looking at Belmont or Churchill, I use, I think it's usually when the meet ends. Or is, 45 days. Or 45 days. Things. I think that's right. Uh, before you can actually run a horse in another jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what Belmont closes before uh, Del Mar opens anyway, I believe, because Saratoga starts right before, right around when Del Mar starts. And um, Churchill Downs is shutting down this summer f- to redo their turf course. So um, I'd have to look at the date on that. But I think you'd be in pretty good shape. But just make sh- just double check before you, before you go out and buy. Uh, y- you can... Oh, I guess you could buy a horse privately. That doesn't matter. But claiming a horse is different. Right. Yeah, I think you can buy a horse privately and yeah. move it wherever. Sure. Um, what are you looking for, Billy, if you're buying a horse privately for the ship and win? Are you trying to – obviously, you're not trying to win a stake because then you're not getting the bonus. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because uh, we're always looking to buy stakes horses. I mean, that's what right. you want. Um, most of the time, when you're, especially when you're buying privately, you, you want to have a plan. So a good example of what we did last year was that beer can man. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember, we bought him towards the end of the summer and brought him out to Del Mar in the fall and then won the grade three uh, stake at Del Mar in the fall with him. And uh, so it really depends on, on what your goals are. Like if you're trying to set up a stable and trying to get the ship and win money and you're trying to spend 20, 30, 40,000, it's a lot different than if you're buying horses for a hundred grand. Right. So I think that really, again, have your condition book handy, uh, have someone again, pri- private purchases are tricky because you have to, you, not only do you want to buy, but you have to have the seller on board with you. So a lot mm-hmm. of people are, you know, just because you're willing to pay 40 for this horse doesn't mean they're willing to sell it for 40. So you need to determine exactly how much you can pay 
and how much uh, wiggle room you have to bring the horse out here and make sure that that race is going to go that you have planned in you know mid late July here at here at Del Mar. I like it. Yeah, I don't. This is a lot of questions. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I felt like we had to. I feel like I, ha- I haven't stopped talking. That's good. You're okay. answering all our our questions. Do you here. have like a whole list? Is this the most work you've ever done on the show? Just answering all these. Hardly. Questions? This was like I jotted this down when you were taking a pee. <laughs> Normally, I sit down for at least an hour and do research you know, on our you, guests. You really, you make the show. I mean, really, you do. The people wouldn't even That's listen if, nice it was, uh, if it was that. That might be true. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. I know it is because people always say that Michelle is so great. She's so smart. You just blab. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, um, all, right. all right. Well, now I feel, feel like good? Now if people were listening and thinking about it, then they might be more inclined and more definitely more knowledgeable into Listen, uh, into doing. Now, I have, a, so I have another, yeah. one more question, I Go guess. Ahead. You're already licensed in Kentucky, obviously, because you run horses there. Yes. But if you just say, uh, okay, you've, you have horses with Steve. You see a horse at Houston that you want to claim. Yeah. Steve, I need you to claim this horse at Houston. Are you going to go get, how do you get, do you go about getting licensed when you're not in the jurisdiction? You know, that's a great, great question. And every jurisdiction is different. And, Mm -hmm. uh, everyone, what I would highly recommend is when you have the idea, the first thing, the first people you call is like the racing office or Mm -hmm. the, um, commission. And you say, and you just lay it out for them. Hey, I'm. I want to claim a horse and take it to California. No, you don't say that. You just find out. You just really do the research and find out what the what the what the rules are in order to claim mm-hmm. a horse. And if you have a bigger trainer, and I think when you said Steve, you were talking about Steve Asmussen, I imagine. You know, if you have a guy like that, the, these guys will do you favors. I mean, they will claim the horse under their name and with the knowledge that you are going to, you know pay for this horse now that's another thing they're gonna have to have faith in you um i i because of the company that we have and the the we are extremely repute uh, reputable um i would be very scared to enter into any kind of agreement with someone who i didn't really know Um, right right so if i called joe smith and said hey can you do me a favor and claim this horse um, my $20,000 will be there on Tuesday. Like I'd be, you know, I don't know if Joe Smith's going to do that for you. And I don't know if we want to do that. The other thing that's scary is if the guy claims it in his name and then the horse wins by 15 lengths and looks like the next coming, um, she's like, nope, nope, he says, no, we're good. You know, I just, have you ever had that happen before? I've never had that happen. And I would never put myself in a position to have that happen, but I'm just saying crazy things often do happen. So make sure you, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's and make sure everything's in writing and make sure you, so when, that's why when you said, uh, would you get licensed? I would say, yes, I would say, get, yeah. get your license, get your authorized agent form and do everything the right way. Don't cut corners. Um, go get it done, take your time and get it done and don't rush. That's the worst thing you can do also is try to rush like, uh, Oh my God, I saw this great horse and he's running in three hours. Right. <laughs> And you're just, you know what? It just never works out. It's like, and and my good friend Ben Posen uh, does a lot of claiming with us. And and we always say to each other at the end of the day, there's always going to be another one. There's mm-hmm. another one. You know, this one just obviously, for whatever reason, didn't work out in our favor. And there's always going to be another one. So um, don't rush. Make sure you do things the right way. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. I like the show. 
People are going to be clamoring for more topics like this when we just talk. Maybe. We're going to find just out. Talk. All right, we're going to find out. We're, Michelle's going to put up a Twitter poll. A Twitter poll? Yeah. <laughs> do you like when Billy and Michelle just talk, or do you like when they have a guest? I mean, uh, some of this is cool. If, if we had done this a little more planned rather than last minute, we could have gotten some questions fielded. Right. But I tried to, I tried to take the questions that I have been asked in the past or that – you know, no, it makes a lot of sense. Makes sense to yeah that, that people wouldn't know that there's not. It's not like you can Google right. Like, what's the best track to claim from yeah. for Santa Anita? I no, mean, I get it. I get it. What what about um, Delmar? Are you uh, are you going to be moving into the trailer soon? Yes, uh, not soon. Uh, you know, second week of July or whatever. Week of July, they don't open the backside till the tenth. Are the kids now old enough to do more of like the some of the daycare activities there? Or are you going to be in hell again? I don't think we're going to have any daycare activities. They're not even opening up um, oh, breakfast at the works right now. Whatever really? we call it. The daybreak at Delmar. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, are we still in the pandemic? Yeah. Mm. We are. Is it almost over? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a very different year this year, and we're just excited that we're part of the in the money media podcast network uh you can tweet about the show or you can follow the show on twitter at own a horse at bklrf at the michelle you michelle i did have a person reach out um the other day from the show that was interested in possibly uh buying into a horse oh great yeah it was very exciting do you have one on offer do i have well we have a bunch of two-year-olds that we have just a couple of shares left in our horses so uh reached out i felt pretty good about that so if you are interested in in finding out more about getting involved becoming an owner you want to join a partnership uh, email me billy at littleredfeather.com uh michelle it was great idea Uh, i'm sorry we will definitely have a guest next week a pre-belmont guest we'll try to do someone from the race and uh and we'll go from there fair all right sounds great thanks michelle for everything you do talk to you guys later bye Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu.